construit. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Oh, nice. Perfect timing. Right in the face, too. Very good. Uh, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Of course, joined by Tony, who just um, who just splapped a, some, uh, a beer can, uh, opening the beer can, shot out right into the face, a full-on full on beer bukkake, right, right to the noggin. <laughs> Pretty brutal. <laughs> um, uh, Tony... Uh, that's not going to help anybody. That's not going to help the people who are uh, uh, the listeners we have remaining. We're the handful apparently we have left that are not boycotting us after our uh, omissions from this year's drippies last week. So apparently we've we've lost some fans. Uh, what what do you have to say to that? These fucking Democratic voters <laughs> that are boycotting shit. These fucking can't. Cancel culture warriors. Get me some Republicans that listen to this show. They've never cancelled anything. They've never got upset over minor things like kneeling or any sort of bullshit like that. They have never renamed French fries to Freedom Fries. Get me some fucking Republicans. And not just your standard Republicans. If we're going to have some listeners, get me some Marjorie Taylor Greene stands. To listen sure. to this I would love, that is our audience. I would love to have a Marjorie Taylor Green fan, you know, because I'm I uh, embrace debate, Tony. I would love to uh, uh, take the field in in the arena of debate and show off my um, knowledge, because that is something that you can do uh, to be uh, educated and civilized. Is you do debating or something. Or something. I don't subscribe to that field. I'm more sort of... You <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> just shout at people, Dennis Prager kind of thing. That's the way I like to operate. Hey, Stephen Crowder, they're sculptors. Dave Rubin, great, great sculptor in people, so... I actually take the approach, my, my real-life approach, Tony, is uh, when someone, anyone starts going off, I just start doing this. Oh, uh, uh, whatever, yeah. Yep. I'm not, I am not going to argue. I just am not. Because um, I know that this is maybe not a popular stance, but you, uh, it is impossible to change anyone's mind. So what's the point? <laughs> this is true, especially with the general yeah. public. It's different if you have a family member that is half down a rabbit hole. Once they're fully there, forget about it. There's no engaging in discussion. But those that are sort of, uh, sort of dipping a toe in the right-wing waters that have suddenly become Joe Rogan fans, for example. Sure. It's probably time to sit them down, have a discussion with them and and talk about his whole stance around the COVID vaccine and the guests he's getting on and actually look at these guys critically and talk about them. But anybody that's red-peeled or anybody that's shouting at you at a supermarket, just nod and smile and walk sure. away. Like, oh, that's yeah. how I, I sort of treat it, which is not dissimilar to you. 
I just nod and walk away. There was a woman that approached me in the supermarket the other day and told me the reason that we were having shortages wasn't because of um, the current spike in the virus, but sure. because the pharmaceutical companies all own the supermarkets, oh, which yeah, is just right. false. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I was actually, uh, I ex- Tony, I've actually been, um, I've been, I've been saying I've been wing-pilled. Tony, I've been wing-pilled. Um I would like to make a statement on the supply chain shortage because this is actually a stance that uh, we were over at. Um, uh, I was, of course, hanging out with with our good friend and contributor uh, Brian, and uh, who is before dinner the podcast for real because Brian, he doesn't listen to podcasts. Brian's, Brian's been boycotting the podcast and his own podcast for the last decade and a half. Um, but uh, we were we were just kind of chit chatting, and so I don't know how we got on the topic. But at some point, I did just stand up from my chair, essentially like I had an announcement to present my wing pilled uh, concept. So, Tony, I don't know if you're aware of this, but over uh, maybe a few months ago, uh, we were having a chicken wing shortage. Uh, chicken wings, if you like buffalo wings, and I do. Uh, I'm sure you do too, Tony. You enjoy the bar style chicken wing, yeah, of course. Um, Except when you get the sauce in your eyes. Because that makes you cry. Yeah. The sauce bukkake, too. You know, you're doing yeah. it all today. And it's not um, even the chili. It's the vinegar that, that really It's the vinegar. You. It's the vinegar that'll get you in the franks if you get that if you get that anywhere near your eyes. But anyways, so so places were, 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 were pricing up their wings. They were uh, a place we know of called Wingstop here. Did, started, doing a pl- started doing a pop-up in their own restaurant called Thigh Stop. Because <laughs> they were doing chicken thighs instead, which whatever, I don't care. I like chicken thighs too. But um, it was very strange. And there was just this, this nationwide shortage of chicken wings. So that went on. I mean, that just was going on. I thought it was still going on until, lo and behold, this week came about. And I, I get on my Instagram, if you're familiar with this, and I learn that... Uh, uh, sort of this 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 purveyor of Mexican foods named Taco Bell has just apparently come upon a surplus of wings and had is having wings for a couple weeks just because they can, so they just have wings now <laughs> at Taco Bell, and I about lost my shit uh, because how did we have a wing shortage and all of a sudden. <laughs> There's a break-in going at Tony's home. Uh, and all of a sudden, we have a shortage of, uh, we have an influx of chicken wings so great that even stupid Taco Bell, instead of making a new taco or putting cheese on something that didn't have cheese, is now a wing seller. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, that's my wing-pilled rant. I, I think this is, I am, I am proposing that this shit is pretty made up. I don't think it's controlled by the pharmaceutical companies. I think there probably are things in the chain or parts of the chain that have been sort of damaged. But I do think there is some withholding going on just for the sake of price gouging. Anyways, Tony, did the robbers get into your house? You've been staring out the window inquisitively for 10 minutes. Don't worry. You probably won't pick this up on the podcast, but you might. There's some, there's some noise going on in the background that I'm not Mm. particularly pleased with. Um, I just want to say that, it just shows how wing-pilled your country has become, not in the fact that <laughs> I believe the, um, the chicken um, fiasco was actually a conspiracy theory because we all know most real conspiracy theories rotate around pork, 
they have pigs, for example, yeah, rather sure. than chicken. But and the in, Suez Canal, I think, yes. is the other one thing. Yeah. But my thought process is in Australia, we are currently having a chicken shortage. Just all chicken, all, all chicken. chicken parts. Yes. You guys don't eat as much chicken, though, do you? You guys, a lot of, are you guys big chicken eaters? Bloody oath, we're big chicken eaters. And oh, chicken parm. You guys are eating chicken parms. Yeah. That's what you're eating. A, a lot of Australians love a good dried out chicken breast. Super mm. overcooked, super stringy, uh-huh. super lacking in flavour. This is why I had tofu last night. It's like dried out chicken, but it's more spongeful and will actually soak up your sauce. But yeah. there is a chicken shortage going to the point where KFC are still open, but are putting on temporary menus and they are modifying their menus. Sorry, no um, individual chicken pieces, no chicken burgers, no chicken popcorn, no chicken nuggets. Basically, no chicken on their menu. All you're left with is KFC chips and potato and gravy. Now, KFC chips in Australia are phenomenal because they yeah. have chicken salt on them. And chicken salt yeah, that's good. is essentially um, salt with MSG added. It's the greatest Delish. thing ever. Yeah, we all love that. Now, when they just started here, Tony, uh, at KFC here, we got the Beyond Chicken or whatever that is. Or, uh, or um, yeah, I think it is Beyond Chicken. I don't think it's the Gar. I don't like the Gardein. I don't know if you've had the Gardein Chicken, no. but there's a there's a faux chicken here that I am just not. I tried it. Uh, I'm not anti the vegetarian stuff. I'm not one of those guys who's going to go on the Dennis Leary type rant about vegetarian meats or whatever but i did i just did not enjoy the gardein version of the fake chicken but maybe the, the beyond beef is actually pretty good um so maybe the chicken is better so i would i would try the kfc fake chicken i'd be well, curious my question is why do we need fake chicken and just hear me out isn't there enough alternatives in the vegetable realm that have a sure. chicken-esque texture yeah so i i made the argument actually that um if I were vegetarian, I don't think I'd eat very much of the fake meat. Um, and I, cause I like vegetables. I like most vegetables. Um, I, um, actually my favorite thing from that place that had the garden was they made a, um, buffalo cauliflower and fries and they just took the buffalo cauliflower, tossed it in the, it's, it was like, you know, whatever, and then tossed in the buffalo sauce and, and, and then just covered everything on top of the fries. And it was not healthy. No. But it was fucking good as hell. Um, just buffalo stuff, different buffaloed and fried uh, root veg. <laughs> so I was down. <laughs> so no complaints here. But um, there was, um, but I'm not crazy about it. There is one place here in town that does the Beyond Meat really well called Taco Tarian. But it's only because they just make everything taste like the Taco Bell meat. And you don't really have a need for the Taco Bell meat to be meat. That's not really important. It's sort of just spice and bits. So if you can get a bit that's of some similar-ish texture to it, that's really all that matters. So Taco Tarian hits the dot on that. And they make like a double-decker and a crunch wrap and stuff. So I'm sort of in on that place. But uh, yeah. otherwise, I don't think I'd eat much of the meat substitutes. I'd be kind of out on that. Yeah, I do get it with like beef mince because there's nothing in the vegetable world that has that sort of texture of, of beef meat. Right. So to get your Beyond Burger and stuff like that, 
it's it's important to have something of that texture. And, and you're right with, with things like Taco Bell. You just season that sucker up. And how much texture is left in Taco Bell meat at that point is bugger all. Bro, you're just making a gringo taco, and I like those things, man. I would just always do that with the fake meat if I if I had the choice. Although I think it's actually it's it's kind of worse for you in a weird way, the fake meat. I think I think it is fattier, but it is probably a more it's more of like it's less animal fat, so maybe it's better for you. I don't know. But it's not I know it's not healthy. I'll tell you that. It's not but super good for you. Isn't the point rather than um being a dietary choice it's an environmental choice it's an environmental choice yeah you're right it's you're not you're not having a cow you know eat five thousand pounds of hay and and shit and and fart all over the universe while you um just so you can eat fucking taco bell <laughs> hard shell taco <laughs> we could just put anything in there and i don't care you know yeah. what i mean i i'm half drunk anyways just give me the damn things you know i don't care what's in it so who gives a shit? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Maybe I should just be doing that. Me and Taco Bell just get on the Beyond Meat because they can switch it, and I don't think anyone would even notice. But No, and especially when it comes to lower places in the taco rung, because at what point do you actually strike meat at a jack-in-the-box dollar, well, dollar taco? Like, Right? Oh, I don't even think they should. I think they should just put the bean paste in there. Who, who cares? <laughs> I don't even notice the meat. I know. And, and so for me, for an environmental choice, that's fine. But I wouldn't call it. I think it- they should make McDonald's burgers out of it. There's nothing meat-like about those either. I mean, they, they have a distinct flavor that I'm positive could be replicated with vegetables. <laughs> I know they have a distinct flavor, but I don't think that flavor has anything to do with meat. I don't, I don't think it has anything inherent about meat that makes that flavor. Well, it's funny you say that because I know it's one of your least favourite burger chains, but they're the only one to do the Beyond thing or its ilk in Australia. Burger that's, King, right? That's Hungry Jack's Burger yeah, King. Burger King. Yeah, Burger yeah. King, yeah. The, the, I heard the Whopper, the Impossible Whopper is good. I heard it's good. <laughs> but it's still a Whopper at the end of the day. The Whopper yeah, it's still is, covered in mayonnaise and shit. You're still going to feel like shit when you're done eating. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I go for their... I don't know whether you have this in America, but they have a grill master's range in Australia. And so it's basically getting rid of the lettuce and the mayonnaise yeah. <laughs> and changing it sure. to barbecue sauce. And there's that nothing wrong. I mean, I used to like that. There used to be a barbecue Whopper with onion rings and barbecue sauce and cheddar on there. And that shit was good. Um, I would guess anything I would like Hungry, hungry Jacks. I don't think – I don't like Burger King because Burger King – there's a level of um, – there is a level of desolation to fast food in Chicago or in Chicago in the States, <laughs> in the yeah. whole country. I just think of fast food as I just think of the Burger King I used to go to in Chicago, but there's, there's and and I just think fast food in general in every other country I've been to is far just more pleasant. Everything's a little cleaner. The food's a little better. The food, the quality of the f- ingredients is a little better. I and it's just because agree. there's like rules about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's rules, and in a developed nation like Australia, there's a minimum wage that goes into it as well. Right. So you've got yep. managers that are 28, 29 versus managers that are in America are 18 on any given yep. shift. The like, same, same shit in Scandinavia. They're all union too, you know. Yeah. It's, it's all different, yeah. Whole different setup. All right, Tony, we have gone, we have gone <laughs> uh, on the fast food rant. We got Rando isn't showing up, gang. Unfortunately, we don't have Rando today. Um, 
as, as I often say, we're all um, one degree from Rando. I would say, Tony, I'm about only two or three miles from the Sportsman's Manor. If I ever <laughs> mention that on this show, that I only live maybe a couple miles from the Sportsman's Manor. Um, I can, you know, I can't see it from here, but it's, but it's right down the street. So but we're always thinking it. about Rando. Yeah. And we're it. always thinking about fast food and we're always thinking about Rando. I, th- um, I think with all the information you've given me about your location, I could just about triangulate where you live in Las Vegas down to the street number. Yeah. So just let Street you know. number. All right. Well, I'm on, I'm, I'm right along Boulder highway. I bet you could sort it out. And if after the show, I could literally, I'll just literally tell you where I live. I'm not telling you on the air, but. Um, but I, yeah, you can look me up, just look for the, uh, Taco Bell at Boulder Highway and Russell, and you'll sort of know the, at least the area that I'm in. Now, if you're not going to give up your address, can you at least give out your social security number on air? At least yep. you can do for it's, people. Uh, one, 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 five, five, one, 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 one. A lot one, of numbers. One. Yeah, <laughs> maybe too many. Um, but just put that in. If you want to sign up for Pornhub or whatever, just stick that in the social security. It's fine. I don't think I don't know why you would need your social security number for porn. Whatever. <laughs> if you're going to claim right, it on tax as an expense. Ooh, oh, that's a right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. right Interesting. You, Tony, you mentioned Omicron. You mentioned the COVID virus. We got the COVID still going on. It's pretty bad here, Tony. They've been having, speaking of where I live, they're doing testing at the uh, old football stadium here, Tony, at the old UNLV football. Uh, they got big lines out there. Um, everything's going crazy. I um, haven't really changed anything. I probably should, although the uh, guy, Fauci, got on there today and just said, we're all going to get it. So I'm, now I'm just sort of like, all right, whatever. Um, just sort of shrugging. I don't really know what to do, but, um, Hey, how many shots I got? I got all the shots. I'm pretty good. Yeah, me too. Um, you're on them now. You've got them all. Um, any, any challenges in number three, you, you run in, what you just run? You pop in the old Walgreens there like no, I did, or what did you do? I went, this is, this is going to make you laugh because especially in America, the way it's divided down, I get, with these things, it, it made me laugh, but I'm big into the conspiracy world and the right-wing world, as you know. Not for, in, not because I'm a right-winger, but because I enjoy laughing at them. But our vaccination centre was at the um, former Catholic College in Sale, Our Lady of Sion. That's where our vaccination hub was. So we uh, got injected at a religious site. Because that was oh, yeah. that was free and available because the Catholic Church in Australia needs to pay out some a fraction of those child abuse cases, and the oh, damage you guys are actually that, doing that, huh? Wow. Well, a fraction. I say a fraction. Probably around 0.01 percent of all cases involving Catholic priests are, are getting paid out um, with damages. But yeah, do you have a big Catholic community in Australia? Yes and no. Okay. It, it it breaks down into um, the fact that the Catholic religion makes up a good proportion of our religious community, but our religious sure. community per capita is much smaller. You don't than have a those. lot of religious people. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot rich. of people that are either non-denominational or like myself, which I've declared for the last 25 years on a census, are atheists. 
And yeah, we don't, we don't have, we have a lot of that. We got a lot of the Catholics around here. Um, I went to Catholic school, Tony, which you probably know. Uh, me and me and Brian were not in the same Catholic school, of course. But we, <laughs> funny uh, about that, you mean there's yeah, not one central Catholic school in America where you all go to? Sort of. I'm not sure if his had any. We had the rapey people. We had some rapey guys. We had some guys who got reassigned, quote unquote. Um, yep. We had some of that going on. The, the in, town next door has a big southwest part of Chicago, so we had a lot of that. Yep. Yeah, the town next door um, has a big Catholic college, the Catholic College of Sale. They used to split off into male and female, but they all joined together. But, yeah, going back about 20 to 25 years ago, they had a lot of priests that were reassigned, shuffled, whatever you want to call it. And so, yeah. yeah. That's not good. There's still plenty of Catholic colleges around the place, which is like um, your high school and middle schools, whatever you want to call them, um, from – Basically, once we finish primary school, which is your grade school, we then go into one contiguous school for all of our secondary education until we break off into uni. Um, but, yeah, the Catholic College in Sale had their fair share of cases. But there are plenty of people that attend that school that aren't um, Catholic or even Christian in any, any regard. Uh, it's just a way for them to pad their pockets because the, uh, the little plate that they pass around isn't quite as fruitful as it once was. Check out uh, check out Big East basketball if you want to see a bunch of Catholics, uh, Catholic universities playing each other. They're all Catholic in the Big East, every single one. Um, funny enough. So, but anyways, Tony. So you got the three shots. Um, you guys are having you guys are having a moment down there too. This is probably the worst it's oh, yeah. ever been. But you guys are like um, you're just doing whatever now. Well, yeah, we we locked down for what was it two hundred and eighty days out of last year in the state where right. I live. No, sure, yeah. You, you did, you pretty much, you have the feeling that I have, which is I did everything I could do. I yeah. don't have really, I don't have much left in me to give. I'm just sort of kind of proceeding cautiously at this point. Now, while we're not out of the woods and I don't think I'll be hitting up a, a rave party anytime soon with my glow sticks no. and, my, and my rave whistle, um, no. I am sort of like, if I catch it, I catch it. I'm fully vaxxed. Um, I'm more likely to win the lotto than than die. Perhaps that not that's not true, but hey, I don't think that's quite true. But I think, um, I mean, you're more you might be just about as likely to hit a royal flush or something like that, you know? Yeah, and so if or it, a couple of them, you know, if it affects the unvaccinated at this point, fuck them. It's the ones with the compromised yeah. compromised immune system that are fully vaxxed that catch it that are. I have concern for, and sure, there are a, f- a few people that are going through chemo and stuff like that. But the anti-vaxxers fuck no, them at this I mean, point. M- MS stuff like that. You yeah, know, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's tricky. But yeah, I mean, I am. Um, I am not. I'm not doing any big rave parties. I go to our. I go to Corey's. I sit in the corner with with Kelly and maybe oh, another of my friends that's vaxxed and boosted. And that's pretty much what I'm up to. But I'm. I'm not really willing to give that up. No. I want to say I'm not really give. I'm not ready to give that up. I'm not ready to give up going over to the Green Valley Ranch, you know, and and sitting a few hands of, of cards or the M. Actually, Brian and I had a very successful blackjack run, by the way, on Saturday. But I'm not quite ready to to toss that away. Um, I'm just going to put my N90 KN95 on and you know make it happen. You know, yeah. um, casinos are pretty uptight about the masks, so we're fine. Well, that's good to say. 
I think it's a matter of striking a balance now of, of what risks that you're willing to take versus the reward that you get from them. You need a social life, so you do need social outings with friends and you've just got to pick friends that share a similar value as far as the activities yeah. you're willing to pursue and also vaccination status. I wouldn't be going around hanging out with somebody I know who is Joe Rogan-esque no. or no. Novak Djokovic-esque or Alex yeah. Jones-esque. Now, what's he, what's he got going on? Now, he's now he's got a whole sitch here. He he apparently – what now, what's he doing? He lied, right? And then he – and then he – no, he told the truth and then got – you know, exactly what he asked for. And then he turned out he did lie about where he was. What is happening with him? Is he still in the hotel or is he like going to play in the tennis? I'll walk you through it. The Australian government done fucked up. They. That's weird. Yeah. Scomo carped it. Well, they're trying to blame the Victorian (laughs) government and the Victorian government only sets rules for the tennis. So what Scomo's government did was set forth a... Um, series of criteria for being in Australia. And that was if you're a non-citizen, you have to be fully vaxxed. But they did put in an exemption saying that in the last six months, if you have had COVID, that counts as being double vaxxed, which I don't understand. But that was the exemption they put in, which turns out Djokovic put on his paperwork. The only problem is that he lied on his paperwork to get into the country in the first place that has nothing to do with COVID. If you lie on our immigration forms, they are hard-ass motherfuckers. These are people that that. could not get into the police force or the federal police (laughs) force. Uh, They're a little bit more intelligent than general security guards, but these guys like to come down hard. Um, These guys are paid a little bit more than your... um, TSA workers, but they they are hard motherfuckers when it comes to paperwork. He ticked a box, he lied about it, and then the Serbian government were on his side and he should play and whatever else. Turns out he turned up to a photo shoot while he was positive and didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell the photographer, didn't tell the person that was interviewing him, um, and now he's potentially facing jail time. Is Novak going to actually face jail time? No. He's special. But it's interesting to see how much he fucked up and his government has gone from 100% support to about 40% support. So, yeah, he's a horrible person. I hope he doesn't play. He's the worst of the anti-vaxxers. Rather than actually spread anti-vax rhetoric, he just basically says, do your own research I'm not going to tell you what my vaccination status is, which means I'm it's an anti vaxxer right? Yeah, it's the, uh... it is the Aaron Rodgers thing. And much like Aaron Rodgers, he thinks he's special when it comes to saying the right thing at the right times, not around being fully vaccinated because he'll always maintained um, that he's never going to tell you, but around things like entering the country, um, he thinks he's special. So fuck that guy. I hope he doesn't get in. Go Rafa if it comes down between the two of them. I hope Rafa comes out on top or anybody else who is fully vaxxed taking place, uh, taking part in the Australian Open. Fucking hate that guy anyway, regardless of the fact that he's an anti vaxxer or not. Those fellas are getting old, right? Rafa and Rafa's got to be getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's, all right. Well, 
Uh, tough break for that guy. Actually, he's fine. He's going to be Not fine. A tough break he for that guy. Lives in the, probably lives in the nicest house in Serbia, I would guess, about, right? Yeah, if he's spending any time in, in Serbia at all. Um, One of the most famous Serbians, I would I would think, right? I mean, yeah. up there. Yes, Slovodan Milosevic um, would probably oh, be number yeah, one. And then, like, yeah. yeah. So if he was a German, it would be like um, Hitler and then Goebbels. So he's essentially the Goebbels of, of Serbia. Did you think that, see the thing that was like the five uh, very the five variants because there's only been five spell um, Adolf. <laughs> Some How? guy, some lunatic posted that. It's like Alpha, Delta, Omicron, uh, L, I don't know. And then um, uh, uh, then he put Flurona as the last one. That was the best part. <laughs> it's like the dumbest people in the world. It was very funny. Um, so, yeah, that was that was good. Tony, why don't we um, – I don't know. I don't have as much uh, – we got basketball going on right now. I don't have as much basketball talk as I thought, but we have some going on right now. Uh, the Bulls are playing the Nets. I think the Nets are up 10 right now on the Bulls. Um, the Bulls fans are very drunk because it's a 9 p.m. start there. Um, so what else were they doing but getting drunk? So that's cool. Now, what's the point of the the 9 o'clock start? Is that purely based on television rights? TV. And the little, TV. Yeah, it was just because they, they wanted to put them after the Knicks, uh, that awful Knicks game, Knicks-Dallas. Uh, um, Both rather unentertaining sides this year. The Knicks, you never know what yeah. you're going to get. And Dallas, well, they've got Jason Kidd as coach. What do you expect? He's fucking yeah, so, awful no, as a coach. He what wasn't even coaching today. They had, their, they had the backup to Jason Kidd coaching today because of COVID. So. Well, you know um, you're in trouble there. Tib, we had Tibbs, though, so that was okay. But whatever. Uh, Tony, why don't we talk about what's going on in the Discord? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had some. We had our, we had our folks um, uh, uh, getting mad about us, uh, getting mad about our awards. Tony, where did where did this where did this funny stuff go? Um, is it in general, Tony, or is it in show chat? In show chat, that's yeah. right. So uh, T Woods, sorry, buddy, he was not happy. He did not get a drippy. He wanted his drippy for um, his. Uh, his uh, reading of the article from the athletic, which was a great, which was a great contribution. I do think that's tough, but um, you know, I, I just think you got to up your game next year is really what I'm saying. But stay uh, tuned for a lifetime achievement award, perhaps. Yeah. We got lifetime achievement awards coming, you know, for, for best fan contribution to the show. Actually, my favorite thing that you, he contributed to the show wasn't even that. It was the uh, Logger of the Week song. I think that's my favorite. If anything gets the drippy for best uh, fan contribution, I think it's the Logger of the Week song more than anything. Fair enough. But uh, what else we got? Um, uh, Corey said he's boycotting the event next year. He did threaten to boycott the whole show, but I said all I get is a week off, which he was anti. He doesn't like the idea of me not working on the show for a week, so uh, we're back at it. But is um, it really working, considering we don't earn minimum wage? And I'm not talking Australian minimum wage. I'm talking 14-year-old undocumented Mexican worker wage. We don't even yeah. own that. If you, if you would like to contribute to our undocumented worker wage, you can do it. It's ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. 
Uh, you can throw us a few bucks. Uh, this guy, he did put in here, Tony, this fellow uh, with the dreadlocks does kind of look like me a little bit. Um, but the, hey, I don't, I, I would never be able to grow any dreadlocks. It'll take me 25 years to grow. Really? I can imagine yeah. you putting some toothpaste in, in, the, I mean, in that it's mange me, at the moment. Uh, we're up to almost two years to grow this small bun. So Now, are you going to do anything well. with that bun? Are you going to like cut it into like a Rod Stewart do? Um, or you know, I can grow. It's it's almost down to my shoulders if I let it out. Have you um, thought about permian? Like, go. I look more like a. Tom, I look more like Tom. I look like more like Tom Petty, but his character in King of the Hill, not actually him. Uh, <laughs> than I do than I do anyone else is is really the, the like I'm a fat Tom Petty is really the sort of the hair I got going on. Um. So what else we got, Tony? Um. We had some, uh, we had some uh, stuff from our guys over. Oh yeah, we had the PBR thing. That's right, that happened last week. We didn't talk about this. Uh, the PBR eating ass tweets. Did we talk about this, Tony? That was pretty no, funny. We did. Um, well, some some guy who now got fired posted from PBR's Twitter. Not drinking this January. Try eating ass. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was a, one way to do it. Sure. Uh, I don't know. That's a lot <laughs> it did make me jobs. laugh. It was funny. I just don't know if that's what I would post from the business account. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, Max Allotment did have some interesting brewing news that I had never brought up that right now in Nevada, we can now not get direct from brewery shipping anymore. Now, does this uh, affect out-of-state breweries or just Nevada-based brewing? Brewing? No, it affects out-of-state. I um, my Mickler beer mail is off, and uh, I'm not going to be doing any burial shipments for the foreseeable future. It's okay. Ooh. I haven't been doing any any beer shipping in a bit. I'm sort of that's not the trying point. to focus a little bit, but it does just suck in general. Yeah, no, it's just stupid. And this is why the beer community needs to actually mobilise like the NRA has. There's no actual sort of legislation that people will take your guns off you, but people will take your beer rights off you because you do not lobby enough. It's time to get your ass into gear as a beer community and start lobbying the US government. That's just my view. Well, we're still focused on trying to get our beer shops to just carry shit that we want. <laughs> it's really the place we're at uh, to yeah. be honest i'm not too nuts about it you know we we do have a good uh, you know i've backed up on, on drinking a lot of hazy ipa i've just been drinking like almost no hazy ipa anymore um and uh you know it was sweet stout i i got plenty of that you know so i'm fine on the things i need i i love burial i'm excited to, i'm trying to go there this year actually later in the later in the year so we'll see if I can pull that off, but it's um, it's probably for the best. I don't need to have, you know, eight haze cans in my fridge at all times. It's just not, not maybe not needed at this point. Maybe not. But do you think your displeasure at this going to law is softened by the fact that you have a decent bottle shop in Corey's that um, is pretty well stocked and probably doesn't really affect you on price if you were in a more isolated part of even Vegas, you might have a different attitude towards this. Sure, if I weren't if I weren't able to go to somewhere like Corey's or whatever and get pretty much anything I wanted, sure, 
I would probably be asking my friends to ship me beer. But, you know, I, I, it, I and honestly, the same was true in Chicago. I could pretty much get anything I really wanted when I was in Chicago. It's just, um, it's just a matter of I really got into it when I was in the pandemic. Now we're out of it. I can, I feel more comfortable being at the shop a little more often. And oh, yeah, I'm not drinking, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking out a little bit more occasionally. So I don't need to be like digging around for random beers all the time. So it's all right, but it does suck. It's, it's not all right. It's fucking stupid is what it is. It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to do this, but other than just for the sake of what some shop. lobbyist or suffering or something. Yeah. Shop local buy global. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Because that's um, essentially what you're doing. You, you're supporting a local third-party reseller. You're, right. So. Right. I mean, I go to my local breweries and stuff, but it's it's um, you know I only buy so you can only buy so much there. We don't have nearly the depth of breweries that uh, like you know a, a developed beer city like Chicago would have. That's all right. Um, got some good stuff in the beer chat, actually, Tony. We had some uh. Um, we had some uh, uh, some beers from Max Allotment. Actually, are probably my favorite things. We had uh, our guy Max was drinking some Victory Prima Pills. Doesn't get much better than that. Also, this beer I thought was interesting, Tony. I want to hear what you think. He went to the uh, Carton 10th Anniversary Stout. This is a uh, non-adjuncted American whiskey barrel aged stout yeah. with heavy, and he said it's got sort of a cherry vibe here. So this is. Yeah, this is just their 10th anniversary. Um, oh, they did this with Interboro. Interboro is in New York City. I know them. This looks like a nice stout you got here. This Carton X, uh, non-adjuncted, like that. Yeah, one of the um, more renowned breweries for barrel-aged stuff, if I'm not mistaken. He says it's a banger. I believe he's right. I sometimes get cherry notes when that vanillin sort of crosses yeah, a, a threshold. Um, so this sounds right up my alley. Um, Let's see what we got here on the Carton X. I mean, any reviews here? Uh, um, there's, there's bound to be a bunch of reviews. I'm, I'm guessing the reviews will be in the hundreds rather than in single figures. It's not quite the hundreds. What do you think the rating is on this? Uh, 69 ratings, Tony. Nice. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Four four point six nine. No, um, four point four five. Four point two seven, Tony. You're not too far off, but yeah, uh, four point two seven. I think no adjuncts are gonna. It's pretty good for non-adjuncted, though. You'll take yep. that any day. Um, and this is not too bad. Is the beer world heading towards where the barbecue world is, where the <laughs> competition barbecue gets these high marks? But nobody wants to actually eat that shit. They just want to eat good barbecue that you get at a good local barbecue shop. But uh, maybe as- you know, I am. Um, I, I found myself. I'm just drinking lager and and and, and West Coast IPA and uh, and barrel aged. That's pretty much my drinking, and and the occasional sour. Right, like maybe on the weekend, I'm popping a sour or um, some saison or something like that. But. I, uh, I've gotten very stale. I probably need to freshen up a little bit some of the stuff I'm drinking, but but uh, yeah. that, that stuff is really what I want these days is just lager and, and IPA. I'm I drinking it all. Give me it all. 
almost picked. Yeah, it up. I'll take it all. That's true. I like I like all that other stuff. It's just that I don't find I don't feel like I'm getting into it as much. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm trying to reset a little bit. Um, Maybe this know, is gotta, your version gotta, of no fa- November slash dry January. That just simplifying going away from the heavy styles is as close as you'll get to dry yeah. January. That's about as close as I'm planning on getting. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in dry January. Um, I think the big world make, is richer for all these styles, including hazies. It is, of course. But it yeah. doesn't no, mean I, that I, I have to drink them all the time. You know, for sure. I, I like I like all that stuff. I, I, I had a hazy the other day. It was, it was nice. I drank the Freem hazy. It was actually fucking good, by the way. Um, uh, you mean they can do something other than Pilsner's? I don't believe you. They make good IPA, too. They make good good IPA. Um the uh, Tony, I don't, I don't think we talked about this last week. Um, the new food at the Houston Rockets Arena. Did you see this? No, I did not. The, um, uh, we had the um, the. This is a hot dog. Uh, this is a new food drop at the Toyota Center. It's a jumbo mac and cheese hot dog with Fruit Loops and, and bacon. It's in mail keg. If you're wondering. Oh, so you want me to flick over and play the jingle? I gotcha. You could. I don't have any good questions. Perfect. Uh, this is from me to myself, but this is the uh, Houston Rockets new food drop. It's a hot dog covered in mac and cheese, covered in bacon, and covered with Fruit Loops. Tony, the cereal. I'm familiar with Fruit Loops. Um, we have Fruit Loops in Australia. Um, there is a reason why it's exclusively available outside section 114 for anybody that's going <laughs> to a Rockets game because it's trash. This is a trash dog yeah, to get 12-year-olds into the stadium. Fruit Loops are a trash cereal. Just sprinkle yeah, sugar like on your hot dog if you want to do the salty, sweet shit. And if you want to add crunch, put onion rings on it and sprinkle it with sugar, powdered sugar. I don't I don't like the mac and cheese on the hot dog either. That's not good. I forgot about the mac and cheese. I was so offended by the Fruit Loops that I forgot about the mac and cheese. No, this is no. a um, this is purely a, a griff from um, who owns the Houston Rockets now. He's a restaurant guy. Not Tillman Fertitta, Tony. It's yeah. the, uh, he also owns the Golden Nugget, I believe. Oh fuck! Um, yeah, I knew it wasn't John Taffer, but. Uh, yeah, this is not good. Um, Tillman for Taylor. John Taffer. That'd be great. Is a terrible yeah, no. human being, like every sure. NBA owner that's ever lived, because they're billionaires, and billionaires, we all know, are terrible people. I want to be one one day. Um, I believe Tillman Fertitta owns Landry's Restaurants, which is like um, Claim Jumper. I don't know if you're familiar with Claim Jumper, Tony. We got that in there. Um there's there, like Chart House, I think, is in there. A uh, uh, couple other joints, I don't know. But they've, there's a couple of them all in the Nugget, too. So if you go to the Golden Nugget, you'll see some Landry's restaurants. Now, wouldn't Chart House be a better name? Because that's what happens when, when I eat a lot Chart of American House. takeaway. Chart House. Chart House. House has fish. So if you're... If you eat a bad, if you eat a bad oyster, you might be leaving the Chart House instead of the Chart House. But, um... Uh, 
Nugget's still pretty clean, though. I give him that. At least he kept it kept it pretty pretty nice. The funny thing is that there's a the Fertitta family also owns a, a Fertitta family also owns the Station Casinos, but I believe they are different families. I'm, I don't don't quote me on that. I don't have a confirmation of that being true, but I think they're different Fertitas. There you go. Um, it's kind of like not all Rockefellers are related to those Rockefellers. Something and Alex the Carnegies too, and yeah, other Carnegies. Yeah, can't separate the fact that you can have the same last name and not be related to one another. Kind of like the Smiths, and kind of like my last name, which I'll, I will let people know because if you want to Google me, well, you can Google me. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's a, it's Tony. It's, Tony, Tony. Yeah, well, we go by, by Moran, but a lot of people, especially in America, would go as Moran. And there was a family of gangsters in Australia, infamous gangsters. When we were having our gangster war here in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, the Moran family were at the tippy top. Two of their sons were killed in gangland shootouts. So while I share the last name of the Moran family, I am not related to them or the Italian mm. furniture manufacturer, um, also based in Australia. Okay. Well, good to know. I, I didn't know there were gangsters down there. I didn't know you. Oh, yeah, yeah we have some kick-ass ones. bumming around there. Sweet. If you're um, looking for a great film, an early Eric Banner film is called Chopper, based on a real person. It's about 70% accurate because you never got the um, – the full information out of Chopper. He always exaggerated and told told lies, but it's still a great movie. Um, he chopped off his ears um, to try and get himself out of jail. Just an update on the Fratita family. Tillman Fratita is third cousins with the owners of right. these stations. Right. Okay, sure. So they are related, all right. Third cousins, come on. I think you can start getting yeah. married at that point to each other. <laughs> You're, if you're British, I, I I think it's recommended at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Tony, why don't we move on from the from the all of the chit chat and the uh, banter and the BSing, and let's get into the important stuff. How about the beers of the week? Griff's Lager of the week. Griff's Lager of the week. <laughs> Uh, Tony, I'm going to go with Heliostat. I just drank one. It was fucking awesome. I think I've already given it this award many times. Shout out to Heliostat. Uh, the Metropolitan Zwickle style uh, beer. It is uh, nice and hoppy, nice and bready, nice, heavy, um, uh, just like a nice sort of unfiltered character to it and minerally, and it's amazing. And... Um, I love it. Uh, I miss it already. I don't have any left, and I miss it already. Uh, I, uh, as an honorable mention this week, I do have to shout out Trumer Pills because I drank four of them, I think, at Corey's on Sunday um, just because we were sitting there, and I was just, like, knocking them down. They go down so easy. Um, so four Pilsners better than four Stouts. Give myself credit for that. That's fine. Um, but Trumer Pills is kick-ass too. So good lager week for me. I was drinking them. What about you? I'm going to go with um, a Moondog beer, Yuzu Greatest mm-hmm. Hits, which is a rice lager. Um, I'm just trying to see if it has any actual Yuzu in it. Um, 
No, lemon drop is the hop, so that's giving you the citrus bite. So it's got a bit of rice syrup in it, so it doesn't have that ricey PBR thing. It's a deliciously light, almost verging on salsa-esque lager. Big fan of it. Yuzu Greatest Hits by Moondog. Anybody in Australia looking to get it, not particularly uh, expensive, um, enjoy it during the summer. Delicious. Killer. All right. Tony, how about, uh, so that's all, listen, shortest lager of the week in history. How about some other beers we were drinking, huh? You get it. It could continue Uh, on, but I've already looked at my beer of the week, so I don't need to continue on the song. Uh, all right, Tony, what do you got? Okay, I've got a, um, it says Banks Brewing, but I think it's Mr. Banks. Maybe they've changed their name. Juice Fit, mm. their um, style that you're not drinking a lot of. It's a New England style IPA, comes in at 6.6%. So, yes, it's hazy, but it doesn't drink. Super sweet. Um, got a great can art on it too. It looks like it's come off... Um, Mid-90s video games slash VCRs. It's, it's really mm. vibrant colours. Um, great can. Love it. Delicious. 4.25 on untapped from me. Comes in at four on the Australian um, rating counts. Um, so that's that's pretty impressive for a, for a hazy in Australia. Big fan of that beer. Drinks beautifully. Not too syrupy. Not too thick. This is not a thick boy. Juice fit. Good name. Yeah, Tony, I um, I got to go with some barrel-aged stout. Um, I really enjoyed this one. This is one I got in my final ever Mickler beer mail. Um, uh, well, not ever. Hopefully, hopefully, eventually we um, we get it back. But this is called Tray Blood Crunch. Uh, it is a imperial stout with maple syrup, uh, coffee. Uh, what else we got in here? Cocoa nibs, puffed rice, uh, and aged in weeded bourbon barrels. Um, uh, this stuff was really, really tasty. You actually could taste a little bit of the rice flavor, a little bit of the coffee, mostly mostly cocoa, and a very sharp, like I like it, a very sharp bourbon flavor. This had a nice bite to it to balance out that sweetness. Not too, too, too thick. Really enjoyable. Um, so that was a win for them. That that whole barrel aged tray blood series is real, real enjoyable. So I've been liking that. Um, real nice, yeah. Good, good beer. Puffed rice, an interesting addition to that. But I don't know how much you'd have to add to really get a ton out of it. But I got a little bit out of it at least. Did you really, or or do you think if you hadn't have read that that was an ingredient, you wouldn't have got anything out of it? Like, well, I we just, know that I'm a bad blind tester, so if I didn't know it was in it, I probably wouldn't have gotten anything out of it, of course. I wouldn't have been like, what's that rice cripsy flavor? You know, that wouldn't have been an issue. Um, I probably would have just uh, drank it down and been like, mm, bourbon, I like this. But uh, yep. um, I'm going to give a, I am going to give a little mead, a little mead of the week, Tony, real quick. I got a little mead of the week because I drank a little mead Fuck, I've got uh, this week. Drop. No, we don't because I'm not going to be drinking that much mead. Mead's in every once a once a couple of months uh, adventure. But I picked this up from 
well-regarded meadery in the Chicago area called Pips. Um, and uh, I had never seen anything from them on store shelves, so I saw it and I grabbed it because they um, they've been very difficult to find. Usually they do the releases like one-off at the shop up in the far north suburbs. This one's called Lahire. I don't know if there's a better, maybe it's Lahira, I don't know. But uh, it's um, a cranberry mead with orange blossom honey. And it was really, really, really tasty. It was really, really good mead. Very nice and tart, strong cranberry flavor. Um, very distinct. Uh, nice to drink an ounce or two of at a time. Um, really nice, really good. An like ounce that or two? Meat. Is that all you were drinking oh, yeah. at a time? Oh yeah, no, I, I just, I just seal it up. It's fine. It's wine. You know, it's not going to go bad. It's not carbed. So I just pour myself. Uh, it's it's twelve percent, Tony. So I just pour myself a little uh, sippy poo. Maybe like, well, it's not an ounce or two. Maybe it's like, we'll call it. What's ten centiliters? That's the most I would pour. I think it's Give like me a eight real measurement. That's a Scandinavian measurement. Um, okay, so it's hundred mil. Is that what you're talking about? Hundred mil. Yeah, I guess it is hundred. I mean, at the most, I'd pour a hundred mil. So that's what. What did you call four it? Four ounces. Ten deciliters. Is that what you call it? There's 10 CL on the glass. I, I think I'm only pouring about seven, though. So it's probably more like seven, 70 milliliters. Yeah, it's 100 uh, milliliters. Um, Why would you use CL? We don't use centiliters. We use it's just on the side of the glass. I don't know. 70 milliliters to ounces is. Uh, two point, we got what? 2.1 ounces or 2.3 ounces, somewhere in that region. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere like that. So. That's fine. So yeah, I'm paying, I mean, two to two to three ounces of it is, is good for me. Um, you just put it in a little little like cordial type glass. You're fine. Three. It's, stuff, it's pretty tart and pretty sweet. You don't want to drink a lot of that. I know guys who knock off a whole bottle of that. I mean, that's diabetes anyway. It's fucking honey, dude. You to eat, it's sugar. But it's you not gotta really take it easy di- with that. <laughs> it's not diabetes in a glass because that all that sugar's been eaten up by the uh, um, yeast. Because it finishes so dry. I'm sorry, there's more sugar in a sweet stout than there is in a 12% uh, mead because that finishes so dry, that would finish way under zero. I want you to get your hands on some of this fruited, new, new style fruited mead. This shit is sweet, dude. Okay. But maybe, maybe they're back sweetening. And that's got nothing to do with the alcohol percentage. The back sweetening is a whole other beast. But yeah, yeah it's actually, I don't know. It's, I think it's probably the fruit. My thought is that they're adding fruit late on. Yeah. And it's, it's coming in Which, with some fruit in there. But it's not, I mean, I, I just don't, it just, whether it has a lot of sugar or makes me sick or whatever, it doesn't matter. It just tastes sweet. It's hard for me to drink more than two or three ounces of it because it does taste very sweet. Um, and it's very rich. Um, and it's, and this stuff is pretty tart too. So I feel like I would be suffering from some major heartburn too, with the cranberries in there. So, um, it's, it's good for a little bit. Um, so that's the meat of the week, new segment that I'll do every few months. Maybe, uh, Tony, let's hop into, uh, the real meat of the show. It's time for some hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Hyper beer nerd and dark shit news. Oh, hit the wrong button. Eh? I like 
them both. I kind of like them together. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot. We got a lot going on there. What a shame we don't have Brian on for this delightful experience. We're going to have to throw this whole thing away. It's great. Perfect. Uh, all right. I hope that irritated people. All right, Tony. Uh, the big news this week. I'm not sure if you're going to remember this name, but Kings and Convicts. Kings and Convicts. Kings and Conflicts. Kings and Conricks. Kings and Conrads has struck again. Uh, are you? Do you remember Kings and Convicts, Tony? No, it sounds like the story of Australia, though. That is a little bit. Um, well, what happened is uh, they are the brewery that bought Ballast Point as sort oh. of a, 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 for a for a song, as it were, um, a few years ago, a couple years ago, maybe, um, probably longer ago than I think, because time. Who knows where time has gone over the last couple of years, but they're back at it. Uh, they there was a, a, a they had a vision that they were going to build a, a large production facility where they would make their own beers. I guess Kings and Convicts, which I they're in Highwood, Illinois. I'd never would have thought to go there. Nobody cares about their beers in Chicago. They're they're essentially garbage. They just own Ballast Point, but. Um, they were going to build their own production facility up in Wisconsin and, and whatever. I don't know, whatever. But they're not doing that anymore because instead they bought the St. Archer facilities. So St. Archer, uh, if you're familiar with them, Tony, I am. they were a brewery in San Diego that was owned by Miller Coors, I think, Molson Coors. And they, um, they were a brewery that uh, people kind of felt was just built to be sold. And then they were. And uh, I don't think Miller was able to get a whole lot of traction with them. So they've sold them off. And uh, Kings and Convicts, instead of doing anything in Wisconsin, will just be doing more stuff in San Diego. And they're going to be using those former St. Archer facilities to roll out their own line of beers in the region. So they're going to be making their own Kings and Convicts beers and selling them in there and having their ta- having a tap room and stuff with their own beers that I've never heard of or could tell you one thing about or that it exists. Now, if there's one place that needs more mid-market middling beer than Chicago to be ignored, it has to be San Diego, right? They don't have enough beer in their market. They don't have enough quality beer. They need that sort of completely average, nondescript um, be pointless in market. beer. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't exist for any other. Well, on the plus side, they already had that with St. Archer, so they had that going for them already. Um, so these guys will just slide right into that market space, whatever that is. Um, I do not know anything about Kings and Convicts beers. Here, let's let's get them up on the untapped, huh? Let's see what they got. Okay, might as well. We got Kings and Convicts. Oh, boy, they got some great beer names. These should go over well. Uh, the first beer that pops up is a beer called King's Bitch. Hmm. So, can't imagine anyone having any issue with that. Their branding is pretty 
slick looking, I guess, right? It's pretty. Yeah, it is. The ratings on these beers are anything. So they have a German Pills. They have a um, couple American IPAs, double IPA, Blonde. I mean, this is looks like what John Taffer would turn your brewery into if he got his hands on it. He would just make this shit, you know? Yep. Um, there's nothing interesting here. The ratings are all three between 3.4 and 3.8, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really to any of these. They have one beer that's above four. Which one's that? Um, I got down to the list. It was a port port barrel imperial stout. It looks like. Okay. Yep. So not the, the not bourbon. A beer. No. No. So what is this? I mean, I don't know. So they're going to take these beers that nobody's ever heard of and. Um, make them in large quantities. Uh, their their IPA is a 70 IBU IPA um, with mosaic and equinot. I mean, that sounds fine, you know. Yeah, this is a paint by a numbers combo. This is a paint by numbers company. If they could not have, um, what? I, I mean, know. this is rock. This is rock bottom beer. Sorry, um, I was I was reading about one of their beers and then talking about um, a wild colonial boy from the Australian um, convict mm. culture, Bold Jack Donahue. I, I okay. know, I know my Bush Ranger history. I don't know who Bold Jack Donahue was. I know who Phil Donahue is. I mean, they were already apparently they were already selling these beers at the Ballast Point. Tasting rooms. So I'm seeing check-ins of these beers at the Ballast Point facilities. So guys were, people were drinking these beers already at Ballast Point, I guess. Yeah. So here's their, so they just had victory at Sea Day. That's great shit, by the way. Um, If they're still making it the same way. And apparently these were being sold there. I don't see them on their beer list, but whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, whatever. I mean, fuck, fuck me. You know, I don't know what, I don't know. This is an absolute mystery to me. I don't know what's going on, why you would do this, but, um, this will be their West coast headquarters. They are abandoning the, um, the Wisconsin brewery. I don't care. I, I don't care about that, but it's just weird. They bought this big St. Archer brewery owned by Molson Coors and they're going to make this anonymous beer. Um, that is almost anonymous in every way. It's not, it's, it's, it's beer that you would just, you, your uncle will accidentally buy. That's what the beer is. <laughs> it's beer that your uncle accidentally buys. Like, I, I heard you like that craft beer, you know? And he's just like hands you this shit. And it's six months old. Then sitting on the shelf for, for half a year. And you're like, oh, thanks, grandpa, grandpa, uncle, whatever the hell you are. Uh, I don't want this. Now, um, I clicked on their beer page. And out of the six beers they listed, I clicked on the K&C IPA. Um, and it's just got man's... Best beer will love you unconditionally. Obviously, it's based on a dog. But what makes me laugh is this is a big corporate entity, right, that should have their shit together, should have a marketing team kind of as strong as Oscar Myers, you you would imagine. But in the where it's got a description, it, it has 
need content in this area as the description for this beer? Well, I think because they don't, this brewery doesn't exist for anything other than running Ballast Point, right? They're just financial, they're capital for Ballast Point. So they probably have a bunch of loans and the Ballast Point is any, any profit they're making is from selling fucking Sculpin, right? Sculpin. For Sculpin and maybe some Victory at Sea, you know, stuff and some fucking other shit that Ballast Point makes. There's nothing about Kings and Convicts that makes them any money. So now they have this new brewery. They, they, they have the steel. They probably got a discount on it. And they acquired a brand that isn't very popular. Yep. So what they probably said was, well, I'll just bring in a new brand. And this will be the brand because we don't we don't really want to inherit the equity from St. Archer because they didn't have any and nobody liked them. So we're just going to build some new equity. But I don't know that this brand is going to create much equity either because I don't think they make very interesting beer or really even very useful beer in a city that has a lot of interesting and good beer. I mean, a lot, a lot. Um, you can go to 10 breweries and not not touch the tip of the iceberg in San Diego. So, um I don't, I, okay. You know, this is just weird to me. It's not that it's that interesting or even useful. I just don't get it. I don't know why this happened, but they have, they must have a fuckload of money or a good banking partner, Tony. Or they're a venture capital firm. And this That's is what they are. I mean, yeah. which, which is fine. But why do you need to actually like list your own beer? Just list whoever you bought. Like Skelpin is basically becoming a category by itself in the Australian, like Dan Murphy's. They would be better off, and this is my 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 very uh, skilled investor insight. Green Flash just like got shut down. They'd be better off buying Saint Archer and restarting the Green Flash brand. That's what they should do. All right, or Alp, or not Alpine, but whatever, one of those. You know. Yep. Just restart Green Flash. At least people liked those beers, you know. Um, Green Flash made yummy beer. You could just do that instead of making this shitty beer. Uh, I don't know how it's a cost for all of Green Flash's recipes. Those guys are digging around for some cash. You probably give them a couple mil. They'd be thrilled. You know, make Rayon Ver and fucking um, their West Coast IPA. That shit was good. Yep. Um, now, riddle me this because I'm digging around their website and I'm utterly confused. I, I guess it's a tie-up with a local team. But is rugby big in America? No. Because um, they're lager, um, Legion lager. The perfect lager for enjoying the rugby match. I don't understand. Right. This, this company makes no sense. And it's definitely... And these beers aren't even on their untapped. I can't find these beers on their untapped. Okay. A solid balanced Hellas that finishes clean with a hint of hops and Chardonnay aromatics. Chardonnay aromatics with a Hellas? You have a professional rugby team in San Diego, apparently, the San Diego Legion. They have a partnership with the a, a San Diego lacrosse team and... Um yeah, they're gonna brew all this shit in San Diego. I, I don't know. I don't know, Tony. Very confused. This one is this one is uh, out of out of my like my brain is not capable of grasping what's going on. 
Now, Tony, more importantly, I did open up the ballast point undra- uh, undraft, undrafted list, untapped list, and we got some new victory at seas, and I am on these, uh, Tony. We got victory at cereal. We got victory at sea chai, victory at sea salted caramel, victory at sea Mexican hot chocolate, victory at s'mores, victory at sea double shot. I mean, these are sounding good to me. The High West Barrel Victory at Sea, that shit rocks, dude. And then they got a double, they got like a double Porter Victory at Sea. Like, what is this? Repercussive Victory at Sea? No, what is this? Oh, this has, oh, Carolina Reaper. No, pass. Don't want that. Chili pepper beer. I'm out on that one. (laughs) The rest of these look pretty good. I could get in, I could get in on some of these Victory at Sea styles. I'm down for that. All right, Tony, that was the confusing news of the week. Uh, here's another one. Tony, we're getting hard Fresca. Are you familiar with Fresca, Tony? Is this the soft drink brand or is this the, um, like, Mexican drink? Isn't there a Fresca that's a, a Mexican drink? Oh, no, you're, you're a little bit right across the board. So, agua. okay, you're thinking of Agua Fresca. I am. I just um, That's different. But now Fresca is a popular soda to use in a cocktail um, because it's a grapefruit citrus soda. So I believe uh, people do make uh, Palomas with Fresca uh, in, in many cases. So now we can make Imperial Palomas. I suppose so. So they are going to come out with a line of hard Frescas. Um, so Coca-Cola has partnered with Molson Coors. Molson Coors, boy, they're wheeling and dealing this week. Um, so they got a distinctive line of spirit-based, ready-to-drink cocktails. Constellation is involved in this. It's Hey, I guess Constellation and Molson Coors, they sold everything off to Kings and Convicts, and they're getting together on some of this, uh, on some of this Fresca mixes or whatever. So... We got Coca-Cola involved in here. I don't see any flavor. Um, so it's uh, here's what our friends at Coca-Cola have to say. Uh, their Fresca, the Fresca brand, their Fresca brand is not only trusted by consumers, but also directly delivers on consumer preferences for refreshment, flavor, and convenience. Tony uh, attributes the, these attributes also play well within beverage alcohol. <laughs> Wow, sounds good. <laughs> and where we can leverage our expertise. Uh, thank you, Bill Newlands, for that um, great sentence. That sounds um, like it was made in Mexico and then put through a English Google translation. Yeah, yeah. Spanish to English translation. Um, so we're gonna get these fresca hard, hard cocktails, which that's sent- fine. I mean, I like Fresca. I will. I would absolutely try some. You know, I mean, sounds good to me. Speaking of hard things, did you want to take a, a guess? Penis. At, <laughs> a guess. A penis. At, <laughs> what okay, I recently tried lately, made in Mexico. No. It's like, oh God, what is he gonna? Not Mexican um, Coke because we get. Sure, we can. Oh, you had some Topo. I believe you had some Topo Chico, Tony. I did. Pineapple Twist was the flavor I got on um, Deep Discount. I got them a a four pack for 16 bucks, which is not bad in Australian money. All right. All right. Um, Gotta say, 
big fan. Go down super easy when you're preparing for a podcast. Can suck Pretty down fizzy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice and fizzy. I like the I like the bright fizzy taste, and they 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 have a nice. They don't have that awkward. Some of these seltzers, even Bud Light, to a degree, Bud Light's the best of them, and Topo is isn't is the best really. But um, they have this weird sweet finish, don't they? Like this weird malt liquor, not malt liquor, but like malt beverage that you would get from like college wine coolers. It either goes have one that of weird two ways. Finish that I don't like. Yeah, it goes overly sweet and has that weird finish you're talking about. Or a too dry and just tastes like you're, you're drinking like an alcoholic version of soda scream with a touch of vodka <laughs> and like the tiniest sprinkle of flavor. And it's got yeah, nothing. that's another problem. Yeah, yeah, not enough taste. Yeah. Well, that's like the ones like the Target ones that I buy that aren't the, the soft drink seltzer. That's I like them. They don't have a ton of flavor. They're better than like LaCroix, which have no taste. But, um, you know, I made a mocktail with one the other day, Tony. I've been trying not to drink on Tuesdays, so I made myself a little fake, little fakey drink. Uh, I actually had it uh, with one of those, one of the, one of the, you know, soft drink seltzers, ginger peach flavor. We got ginger peach flavor in there, which I think would be a good hard seltzer flavor, by the way. Yeah, good combo, and, uh, classic combo. Put a little ginger brew on top of that. Float a little ginger brew with that. A uh, little. Make it make maybe a three quarter an ounce of lemon juice, and Tony, this was you can tell me if you don't think this is a mocktail anymore, but I think it is. I put one underberg in it. <laughs> it's just bitters. They're just bitters. I mean, you give kids bitters and soda. You I, know what I mean when their stomach hurts or whatever. I only laugh because yeah, I would not consider that alcohol. Um, yeah, I wouldn't either. I can buy it on Amazon. It's not alcohol unless you put like. 20 mils of that shit in, you probably put no. a couple of drops because right. it is just yeah. bitters. Yeah, just I'm, – I'm sorry. Like there's no way that would give you a reading on a breath test machine. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's it's just um, it's just nice because all that stuff kind of has a sweet bent on it. So you get yeah. a little bitters and it feels more like you're actually drinking like a mixed drink, you know. Yep. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, get, get in on that. Get in on, drink your frescas. We'll, we'll drink some hard fresca. I like fresca. It's pretty good. So, or just make a Paloma, whatever. You don't have to buy this shit. You can just pour some tequila in there. You're, you're done. Make an Imperial Paloma. Done. No problem. Tony, that is the end of the wheeling and dealing, uh, moves in the venture capital world of, of beer and Celty, or, or as uh, Bill New Word calls it, beverage alcohol. Um, Beverage so alcohol, we, my new favorite term. Yeah, I enjoy talking beverage alcohol with Tony Friend. Uh, I am having ec- time excellent. Um, uh, so why don't we move on to our favorite game, This That. This That is the game this week, and I know that, it was on the show notes. I couldn't find it because I had it listed as, as this or that. A round, a round of beverage alcohol that this. That this. That's what I was looking for. That this. Plink, plunk, plink, 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 This or that. Perfect. All right, Tony. This week. So one thing I don't think I really got to talk about very much because um, we, we didn't record that week was that um, uh, me and the gang, uh, Kelly and Jameson and Brian, went and enjoyed ourselves a nice New Year's Eve. Starting out the afternoon, uh, ditch the kids, got rid of them, get out of here. We ditched them. them them Yep, gotcha. 
left him in the car. Crack the uh, window. Yeah, we crack the window, put that little sunshade up, whatever, it'll be fine. Put yeah. the dog in there too. And um, went and played ourselves a little bit of bingo in the afternoon there on New Year's Eve. Uh, had a lovely time playing bingo. Did not win. Uh, got very mad at the oh. elderly uh, the whole time. Because they got all the machines, and when the machine gets close to a bingo, Tony, it drives you nuts. Because it goes like, ding! And you're like, I'm going to fucking murder you, you dumb old hag. And, um... Managed not to pull that off. Managed not to do any murder, which was fine. The one time Tony, I played I thought- bingo in Las Vegas, I was told mm-hmm. to go with a machine. And I'm used to doing the manual dobbering. Mm-hmm. I can th- not think of anything more boring than using those fucking machines. Yeah, I they did the dobber. I went dauber, um, did a couple packs, had a nice time. You really got to keep on your shit, though. You're playing the game. Oh yeah, I mean, it's an active game. So, um, but I was, I was, I was, um, I had never done it before, so I was excited. There were so many different types of ways to get a bingo in the, throughout the different games, uh, all the different shapes, the patterns you can make. So, Tony, today, what I have for us is a this or that, and all of these things I'm going to name are either a bingo pattern or a beer. Okay. All right. Okay. So, gotcha. Tony. Yes. Now some of these I played. Some of these are in use at other station casino properties, and some of these are just flat-out tasty beers you can drink. So the okay. first one we're going to go with is called Crazy Squares. Crazy Squares. Oh, I think you're forming squares on a bingo card. Yes, you are. Crazy squares. I think I played that. Stations, casinos. I think this is a you bingo crazy game. Squares. Which casino did you go to for bingo, Tony? Um, oh, Palace? Uh, Boulder? No, it was Palace Station. Yeah, it was Palace. Yeah, because that, that lady played there. That one lady. Didn't she like to go to the palace? Yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tony, uh, I've got some news for you. Tony, Crazy Squares is a beer. Crazy Squares is a is a beer by Southern Grist Brewing. Oh, well... Can you do now, it? Tony, this beer is, you're going to like the beer, though. This is a collaboration with Barreled Souls. Uh, it's brewed with cinnamon swirl cereal and a bourbon vanilla glaze. Uh, this is some Southern Grist sugar stout right here. Tony, 769 ratings. Give me a guess on that untapped rating while we're at it. This is going to be high. This is going to fall just below four and a half, four point four nine. Was four point four two, so that's pretty good. Um, didn't get the right answer though, so you're zero for one. Fuck! If I nail one uh, beer that I get wrong, bang on the money. Talking two decimal places, can you count right. that as a win? I don't think I've well, ever we, done uh, it. That's, that's a game in untrapped. That's a win in untrapped. But unfortunately, you're you're above ground these days. You're playing a different game, so we're we're stuck with that. Um, if we were playing bingo, though, maybe you'd be maybe that's the cash ball, right? You get the rating, right? You get the cash ball. That's pretty good. All right, next one I have for you, Tony. This is called Double Hard Way. This is definitely a bingo. Um, double, or is this a craps thing? Put it on double hard ways. 
See, this is the difference between – I played American bingo once. In Australia, mm. the majority of games are coveralls. So they go for a bit longer, but they're coveralls. Um, I hope coveralls, one of the, uh, one of the um, answers or questions in today's uh, lineups. Feels like that one might be too easy, Tony. <sighs> Damn, he's crossing it out as we speak. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with bingo I'm going to stay true This sounds like a bingo term Also sounds like a craps term Cover all the hard ways Actually I think that is a craps term Because yeah hard eight, hard four, hard six Hard ten So what are you going with here? Bingo You say this is a bingo Tony you're right This is a bingo Now do you know what bingo type this is? Is it where you've got to cover the top line completely? Um, no, double hard way, that's fine. Double hard way is just you have to make two straight lines, but you can't use the free space. Oh, yeah. So you can either get B-I-G-O or the top two rows or the bottom two rows. Yeah. But no free space. So you're one for two, Tony. Not bad. Next up we got for you... Uh, this one is called The Crazy Kite. Everything sounds like a bingo game to me. The Crazy Kite, I can imagine there being a diamond formation within bingo. So the human brain wants to recognise patterns. I'm recognised patterns within words. I'm one step away from becoming a QAnon person and not just an average QAnon person, becoming one of those weird number culty QAnon people. I believe it is also... uh, Yes, Adolf. I also believe this is a bingo game. I'm pretty sure it's a bingo game played at stations, casinos, and I think you played that game when you bingoed. I did play the crazy kite, Tony. You're right. That's a bingo uh, crazy kite. So there is a kite and a crazy kite. The kite is just the top four with the uh, is a four in a corner, either corner, any corner, yep. and a little string coming off. Crazy kite was nine in a corner and a smaller string coming off. Um, uh, crazy kite. Another one I didn't. One of those ones I didn't get even close to, and the bell was ringing that somebody was one off, and I was like, I, what is happening? That would essentially mean they had to get every single number. In there, and I'm like, that's not even okay. Whatever. All right, next one up, Tony. This one is called Triple Stamp. Triple Stamp. I believe this is a beer. I think it's it's a fairly well known beer. Um, it's either that or something a redneck goes to to celebrate the third date, um, or with with their partner. I think they get a triple tramp stamp, but call it a beer. Triple stamp, Tony, is a bingo. Triple <sighs> stamp is three of the four corners must be, um, have four, uh, the four, you know, nearest the corner covered. Now, I don't know, Tony, oh, you, you guys have postage stamps. That's why yes. it's triple stamp because it's kind of the shape of a postage stamp. That's the idea of the triple stamp. I believe this is often played in a progressive fashion where you could have uh, one, two, three, four stamps, and then they would sort of pay out at each stage. Um, There you go. That's the triple stamp. That is a bingo. Tony, you are 
two for four. That's so five hundred. Next up, I have for you. This one's called. You're gonna like this one, Tony. This one's called the Devil's Triangle. Now it is also a beer. So shouldn't I get a point for that? I just googled it. Triple Stamp is a beer. Yeah, by Eighty One Bay Brewing Company. Well, who the hell is that? <laughs> it All right, Tony, we'll get triple dry hopped um, IPA with Galaxy and Mosaic. All right, if the rating's above three and a half, we'll give you it. The rating is a door only, but only just 3.84. Okay. All right, Tony gets half a point. He's two and a half out of four for, okay. for the triple stamp being a beer for some reason. Shitty name for a beer, though. Uh, next up, Tony, Devil's Triangle. Devil's Triangle. Uh, I don't... See, bingo in Australia is a fundraiser for a lot of churches in some same cases. In, same in most places in, in the States, yeah. That's why I don't think Devil will be used. Devil Triangle would offend some people. The woke church culture won't allow it. So I think, much like our listeners, they're super sensitive. They like to boycott at the drop of a flag, Devil's Triangle. It's a beer. Tony, Devil's Triangle is actually something that Brett Kavanaugh uh, was a big fan of, I believe, (laughs) the Devil's Triangle. Wasn't that a Brett Kavanaugh thing? It might Um, well be. Doing something with the Devil's Triangle. It is a beer, Tony, you're right. It ain't a good one, though. Devil's Triangle is an IPA, an American IPA. No description, but it does have 12,492 check-ins, a rating, a piss-poor rating for a 7% IPA of 3.43. That is not very good, Tony, I'm going to say. For that. No, well, um, I'd much rather have... I'd much rather have a threesome with one woman and two men by the sound of it. Yeah, what well, yeah. What's the untapped rating on that, smart guy? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Brett Kavanaugh's on untapped, but that that is what a devil's trying is according Kavanaugh to him. Is, Brett Kavanaugh is boofing at whatever place he was, I don't remember. <laughs> that poor lady's house, I guess. Um all right, moving on. Three and a half out of five for Tony. Um, and we move on to this next one called Stripes. Stripes, definitely a bingo game. Super simple, easy enough to say. I can always already envision it in my mind. Uh, great TV show. What was it a movie, Stripes? It was a movie. Movie, yeah. Um, there's some mud wrestling in it. Maybe not so cool. Maybe not, maybe not, uh, maybe not woke anymore, Tony, mud wrestling. Or Why is it not? more? Or are we more popular with mud wrestling? Um, aren't we, I just don't aren't know. we um, sex entertainment positive in these days? It's just a job like That's any other. That's a good point. They're getting paid for it. I, I did not get hot for the mud wrestling. I was not turned on by the mud wrestling scene. And I was a teenager when I first saw that movie, so everything was getting getting my little shit up or whatever. Yeah, so. I'm much more a jelly jelly wrestling person. Maybe sure. that's why. Yeah, I was only watching whatever that whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is a bingo card and a great movie. 
It is a great movie, but it is a beer also, uh, and not a bingo. It, maybe somebody has that as a bingo. It's not one I could find. Um, uh, I'm sure you can find some VFW doing stripes bingo. I'm going on the station. Me and station casinos are solving this together. Uh, this one is a Tony. This is a Neapolitan uh, Imperial Stout by Aslin Beer Company. Uh, this okay. I I don't I don't know if I like this strawberry uh, vanilla chocolate. Oh no, th- that part I like. This okay. is uh, it says here. I'm just going to read the description to you. Stripes is a Neapolitan Imperial Stout, or as Travis likes to call it, a Metropolitan or Metro Stout. This stout is a young male with liberal political views, an interest in fashion, and a refined sense of taste. So much so that each flavor in your classic Neapolitan comes through in stunning and meticulous fashion. So he he sort of they're sort of making a metrosexual joke here, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That's sort of something from a long time ago that we used to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. That feels like it was like a long time ago that that term was. 15 years ago, I I would sort of think. It's a long, long time ago. Yeah. So there's that. What's the rate? Tony, this has a nice rating on it. Uh, This is getting a cool 4.36. Wow. Uh, 15% alcohol. Getting hammered off this, and this is with five thousand eight hundred twenty-four ratings, Tony. So this one's this one's blowing up. All right, next up, next up. What do you got? Three three and a half out of six for yep. Tony. Get track. Next up, I got uh this. Here's a good one for you. This one's called X's and O's. X's and O's. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, I, I do the R thing every game. If you notice. Hmm. Is this? I think this is a a bingo game, and it has something to do with odds and even patterns within the bingo card itself. Lock in bingo. You're bingo. Lock in bingo. Thanks, Griff. Uh, Tony, this one is also a beer. Uh, this is a, this was a tricky one. I see. I was thinking of it as a, so my bingo thought wasn't odds and evens. It was, you had to do the whole O line and make an X. That would be what I would do if I had to do an X's and O's bingo game. But, uh, this is actually from a, I believe this is an English brewery. This is neon Raptor, uh, neon Raptor brewing, I believe is a, is a, is a brewery in the, uh, UK. Could be wrong though. It's a four point two percent pale ale though. I just tend to believe that's made by a brewery in in, in the UK. That just feels like it. Yeah, it's very um, English or or Australian for that matter. But that seems more English. Four point two even for us is very low on. Oh, I don't ABV. know. This is a so so we got a double dry hop pale ale, heavily dry hopped with Southern Hemisphere varieties, Ella, Enigma, and Vic Secret. Final Ooh. touch of citric completes this juicy and fragrant beer. Great rating for a 4.2% pale, 3.84. I bet this beer is fucking good, actually, Tony. Um, it sounds really good. Uh, it has a good rating. It's in Notting- Nottingham, who I just watched beat. I just watched Nottingham Forest beat the Arsenal. Sorry, Arsenal. Fuck off. But uh, <laughs> nice job by them. Uh, <laughs> nice job, Forest. You guys got him. Um, but, yeah, this is in Nottingham, and this beer sounds really yummy, so... Um, and it has a football, American football, X's and O's 
drawing on it, which I thought is pretty funny. So pretty good. So that gets you three and a half out of seven now, Tony. He's slipping. He's falling down. Still at 500, he's though. He's still at 500. He hasn't quite crashed, landed uh, face first in front of Frank Thomas yet. This is uh, the next one up is called um, Windmill. Windmill. How would, how would you do this on a bingo card? How would you? I can't see how you do it on a bingo card. But Windmill is a very dull name for a beer. Very dull name. What is it? A Italian mass market beer? Well, knockoff mass market beer at a little. Maybe it is. I just can't see it on a bingo card. So therefore, I'm going to go against every instinct in my body and say, it's a bingo game. That was a great job, Tony. You're right. It is a bingo game. I'm trying to find the picture of the windmill bingo. Yeah, it's a um, it's essentially four postage. Well, so some people have it as the four postage stamps, which I um, I don't agree with. Let me see if I can find one before the end of the game. But um, I did see one. I did see one that had the stand for the windmill too. So there was some kind of little stand and little X. Uh, in the windmill bingo. Yeah, you'd um, have to have the X, and then you'd have to have one right. at the bottom as a stand. Right, right. That's what I. That's what I. Uh, that's what I thought I saw, but I could have made it up. But their windmill was a bingo. So you got that right. Four and a half out of eight for Tony. Uh, he's back on track. Next up, I got for you is called Little Boxes. It's a song lyric. I know that much. And it was a part of the Weeds television series opener. Little boxes on mm. the hillside made of ticky-tacky. He gives away nothing. He's like Paul Hollywood. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You give away nothing. I, I'll do the handshake for you. <laughs> I would die if you gave me the handshake. That would be the greatest honour ever. Um... Little boxes. But how is this different to fucking postage stamps? Little boxes. <laughs> it's me, I don't know. Little boxes is definitely... made by a very tight spinster. Little boxes. Yeah. He's doing the Seinfeld thing where he's trying to break down the lyrics of the downtowns. <laughs> Little boxes. Bingo me. Sunshine, bingo me. Lock it in. It's a beer, Tony. Little boxes is a beer. That's why there I can't tell you the difference between that and postage stamps because there probably isn't one because it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, Little boxes is by Odyssey, Brew Co., Azica, Cryo Simcoe, Cryo Azica. Uh, you know, 4.2% New England pale. Where is Odyssey Bruco? Who knows? Oh, they're in Whit- Whitbourne, Herefordshire, 
England. Um, so they've got, you know, they've got um, Odysseus's boat, you know, on there. So I get what they're doing. Um, cool. Little boxes is a beer that puts Tony at four and a half out of nine. Yep. It's coming With down one to remaining, we're down on the last one. Fourth and goal. No, we, oh, yeah, that's right. One I second put, on I the put, clock. I always, put, I always put one more on here. Oh, what do I want to do, Tony? Oh, we're going to go with this one. It's called Baby Diamonds. Baby Diamonds. Again, going against every instinct I have in my body. It's, it's screaming bingo, but I think this is a beer. This is a beer. Tony, he did it. It's a beer. He he gets over 500, five and a half out of 10, because I gave him a half point for the one I fucked up. Baby Diamonds is a beer. It is by Other Health Brewing Company. We had some big breweries on this week's game. Uh, this is a... How did I get three different session fucking... <laughs> hazies on here it's amazing uh this is another one amarillo and galaxy um lots of southern hemisphere 4.8 percent 4.04 rating i mean that's pretty good um tony the best session ipa i ever had was a hazy from um bissell brothers it was called baby genius it was 3.3% or something, or 36 <laughs> It was fucking awesome, dude. But do not drink it after you drink any. If you drink it at your first beer of the day, you're like, oh my God, I never have to drink anything else. This is like drinking hazy IPA. But if you drink one other one, you're like, and then you try to go back. It's just drinking fizzy water. You have no taste anymore. It's just gone. But uh, it is really good. Uh, Tony, the other one I had on there was Cloverleaf, but I didn't use it because it felt like you were going to get that one too easy. Yeah, that one I would have got. Yeah. I think that's um, one of the definitely a beer. Yeah, no, it's a bingo. Yeah, no, it's a bingo. Um, all right, Tony. I think we did pretty good. Uh, we cranked out some content, and we're back on a schedule. We're back at the weekly schedule. People are happy with us. I actually have to get some more West Coast IPA so I can stay on this because this is my last one. Um, so we're we're on a, we're on a sitch here right now. So, Tony, why don't we tell people where they can hit us up on Untapped? They can hit Griff up on Untapped at Griff AD. But if you want to follow somebody who is, let's face it, the best looking person in the Southern Hemisphere on this podcast right now, follow St. Moz um, at Untapped. Where else would you follow me if you're looking to follow me on Untapped? If people are looking to send us an email, Griff, where can they send us an email? Oh, you can send us an email. It's beerengineshow at gmail.com. We usually check it right around when I say this. So if you want to hit us up, try Wednesday afternoon, evening. Um, another place to find us is on Instagram. Uh, it's a place where people put pictures and young women put uh, big titty photos up on uh, their reels. I think that's what happens on Instagram. So you Not are- us, though. We just occasionally post. Uh, but our Instagram is Beer Engine Pod. Tony, what were you saying? I thought it was like an instant version. You've got instant two-minute noodles, an instant graham cracker, homemade graham cracker. 
Instagram. Instagram. Instagram's going rogue, man. You go in the. You go in your. Um, you go in like your your like the search bar area, and they just put all the. You know how they have all the just or like the search tab or whatever. And they just put all this stuff in there. You know, it's just all like girls dancing. You're like, what is this? You know, I think they're trying to get in the TikTok thing. I think they're trying to get in the TikTok game where they're. It, it's just you just got to keep scrolling though, or else you're like, I feel like I'm. I got the cops bursting in. If I <laughs> if I click, I'm like, oh fuck, dude. I'm, there's no way I need this. You know what it is? Um, it's so meta. Oh, it is so. It all is, It's all meta, dude. Yeah, we're gonna be in the Instagram. We're gonna be in the Instagram. We're gonna be in the metaverse. And just our eyes being poked out like the old Malibu Stacy from The Simpsons <laughs> with the <laughs> ah yeah right, just getting <laughs> poked in the face. Um, not good. So, but hey, we, we're on there, and uh, I should be posting more. But I'm just I'm I suck. It's fine. Um, and then another thing you can do is you could send us a tip if you enjoyed this content. And Lord knows it's well rehearsed, and uh, we've put a lot of time into it. Uh, you can hit us up. It's ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. Send us a few bucks if you like, or, or don't. Uh, I'm not a good beggar. I don't like doing it, Tony. But if you if you want to send us a few bucks to help us uh, cover our costs for this, feel free. And we will continue. And the only thing we can promise in return, we will continue doing the show. This is true. Tony, the last thing we should say people can do if they want to get a hold of us is get on our Discord please drop us a note on Instagram or send us an email. Or if you donate $1 to us, you will just get the link for free. If you really don't want to talk to me, I understand. Uh, but just hit us up. We will get you the link and you can come party with us on there. Lots of fun activity. Lots of nice people. Lots, lots of, of beers. Being drunk. Lots of virtual glow sticks. Lots of virtual rave whif- whistles. Maybe we'll get on there. Maybe I'll convince our buddies to get on there. We'll all get on there and do some GeoGuessr. We all love the GeoGuessr game. See if we can do some damage on that, huh? Day drinking and GeoGuessr. Count me. That's what we want. In. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Tony, any last words for the week anyways? Uh, look, it's only a matter of time before we both get the Rona. He's trying not to say Omnicrom. He's not going to say Omnicrom. Fucking Alex Jones has messed me up. I can can say it in my brain, but do you think I can say Omnicrom without saying it incorrectly? Omnicrom? No, it doesn't sound like you can't. It it is Omicron. I I, I know. It is is pervasive, though. I can tell that it's hard to – it's like I have a hard time saying proprietors – um, the uh, Bourbon County Stout because yep. I watched Don't Drink Beer thing where he says propitiators so many times <laughs> that I just say propitiators every time that I see the bottles of of the of the beer they say propitiators it's fine all right Tony well let's hang on let's see if we can get another week out and frankly if we get it we can we hell we might be able to record more shows we'll just be stuck in the house anyways this is true peace let's see what happens all right gang later peace.